Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over a little bit of Blackhawks news. There's not too much going on right now. We have some NHL news. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a, a debate on the what's going on in Calgary. And, um, you know, we'll leave it at that. So, you know, the the, the Black, just all, all in all for the Blackhawks organization, um, I think everyone is in the dark on which direction it's going, except for Taves and Kane. They've been in constant contact with Davidson, and uh, Davidson ad- admitted that you know they weren't you know really you know too happy about a few things, but he has been openly communicating with them and being honest. And to be honest with you, man, as a player, Matt, what more can you really ask? You know, yeah, sure, things aren't aren't going the way that you want, but. Um, it, the organization is communicating to you. I think that kind of shows what you mean to the organization, you know, because the GM isn't beholden to the players. He's doing it out of a courtesy, you know, for what they've done. What do you think of that? Oh, I, I think Davidson is just doing everything he can to. He wants to get rid of Kane and Taves, but he's he's doing the right things. He's not saying I'm. I'm shopping these guys. He's he's like, oh well, I'm asking for their opinions first, and he's trading to Brinkat, knowing that that's gonna really tick off Kaner. It's probably ticked off Taves too. He's a, he's oh a winner. yeah. He he wants to be with good players, but he, I think he's doing every like he's. It's hard. I I'm probably just overthinking it, but he I think he wants to get rid of him. It's clear, but he's not saying it he's just doing things to make it easier for him and then easier for Kane and Taves to say yeah move us we're done with this that's just my take on it I just I don't know if it's true but if I'm a guy who's been here for 10 plus years and won three Stanley Cups and you keep you know you're you're trading guys knowing that knowingly I, I want to keep these guys but you're you, you did it anyway and you didn't really get a good return it's going to tick me off a little bit I think the thing is, though, even if they kept Debrinkit and Hagel, they're not competing for anything next year. And no. I think that that's the I think that's the tough pill that Taves needed to swallow, you know, this 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 year. And, you know, when right after the trade, they had the Blackhawks, you know, prospect camp and Taves was there and he was, you know, checking out the players and stuff for a guy that you would think, is there a possibility that he's checked out? I don't think that he would have been there if he was. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that Taves will be traded. I think there's going to be teams calling like, hey, this guy, we, we need help. Second line center, playoffs, so shutdown role, whatever, third line. This guy knows how to win. Maybe he'll get calls. But I think in the end, this might be Taves' last season mm. just with the injuries. But Kaner, we, we've seen him. He's putting points up every, you know, every year he's feels like he's a point of game guy i just think uh i would love to see these two guys stay and finish their careers like you know dustin brown just did with the kings uh ryan getzloff just did with the ducks it's just you these are the guys you want to finish like you want them to be lifer hawks you'd hate right. to see them in another uniform but i just think there's so much more game in kane i mean there's so much more life and taves is different i i think you know, like you said, he went to the training camp. He watching these young guys come up. Like, you know, that was him. That was him, like, what, 15, 14 years ago, whatever. It's a long time and, in the league, man. Yeah, it was a long time. And, you know, it shows that he cares. Yeah, 
and it's probably good for the kids coming up. Oh, the captain's here. This is awesome. I get to meet Taves. You know, he's a legend here, and you know, I, I want to be a legend here. A little intimidating too. You yeah, know? yeah. I I think it's great, but uh, yeah, I I think Kaner. It's gonna be a sad day, man. I mean, I was pretty ticked off with the Brinkett just because it, it it was a terrible trade. Yeah, but uh. I think Taves retiring here would be a lot better for him and a lot better for the fans. Give him a job right away in the management. Yeah. Say, hey, listen, we want you to be like a player development coach. Stay with us. We love you. You're a hawk. You belong here. But uh, I think Kaner, you know, he's going to go chase a cup somewhere. Cause he deserves it. The guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, one, one of the best American players of all time. Yeah, I, I definitely think that he I, – I personally think that Kaner wants to stay with the Hawks. I think that he wants to uh, make sure that he's number one on that all-time Hawks games played list and possibly point leader on there. Um, that's just, it just seems that's like the type of guy that he is when it's all said and done, who knows? They might take a couple years off. You know, they've been yeah, for sure. know, playing so much hockey for the past 15 years. They might just need to sit on the beach for, you know, six months get, or something, yeah, you just know, just get away from the rink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause that's, you know, that's a hard life. And, um, you know, we'll take it from there, but I think that they both stay. I think that you think that, uh, I think that Taves might actually play a couple more years, uh, probably at a cheaper deal. Uh, but yeah, I think maybe that, go back home, you think, to Winnipeg? I, I, yeah, I, I think that he's looking to, you know, they might just say, hey, you know, we need some leadership here, and these kids don't have it yet. We don't have that guy. We need, we need you to captain this team. And, you know, in a year or two, you know, we'll have an eye on somebody who we think can be the, you know, the captain, and then we'll crown him then, you know? Or maybe Taves yeah. is like, you know what? My body can't handle it anymore. I'm done. Kaner stays. He gets the C on his chest, which is totally deserving. That. And, yeah. um, and you know, maybe he just plays out his days here, you know? I, I think Davidson should let them finish their contracts out. I mean, you're, you're going to get value for Kane. You know, you get a first-rounder. You might get a prospect. You might. Who knows? But... Taves, I don't think you're going to get much for. You're better yeah. off keeping them and trying to get them, like maybe, you know, like a Melkin type of deal. Right, like two, 100%. Two years and say, hey, yeah, you're the captain. Show these guys. You've won your cups. You've made your money. You're still a legend in the city. Yeah. That would be great. That that would be great. No I just, pressure, uh, dude. All you have to do is yeah. just play hockey. We're not asking yeah. you to win us a, a cup this year. We're looking for you to mentor these kids on, on the, the rigors of an 82-game season. Being a young guy, you were a young guy here one time, you know? Yeah. I think that's I think that's pretty valuable, man. I, I think it would be great. And, you know, like, look at Dustin Brown. He, he was there. Ryan Getzlaff went through some rebuilds. Ryan Getzlaff had some, you know, good good playoff runs. I know he won a cup. Uh, I think he was a rookie. Yeah, I think so. Hey, he, man, you know, Perry. Yeah, he stayed through the bad, and he was there through the good. And I, I, I love players that stick with one team. I think that's awesome loyalty yeah. on both sides. I mean, you don't, you don't see too many of them. Like I would have thought Mike Madonna would have been a Dallas Star forever. He was percent. You know, and you, you got guys like uh, I he didn't know when Mike, to hang it up though. He didn't. Yeah, he kept getting hurt. I know Mike Richter. I think was a Ranger his whole career. Lundquist. I mean, he he tried to go to the Washington Capitals but you know he got he got hurt same with Crawford Crawford uh decided it was you know That's he was it. done but you know you don't see that you don't see it much Stevie Y was a lifer Red Wing Sackick and 
I, who was the lifer Blackhawk? I mean, there really, there really wasn't except uh, Stan Makita. Yeah, you know, and that was probably the last like legendary like player to do it. And I would love to see Kane and Taves do it. I just, I just feel like like going back to my first uh, take. I think that Davidson is he he's not going to say he wants to trade him, but he's doing stuff to make them want to be traded. You know what I'm saying? I I just feel like. He wants that. He wants those picks, but and then again, he doesn't want to say it because he's going to take a ton of backlash from the fans. Do you, I, I honestly think that he believes that he's doing the right thing. Davidson. Yeah. Well, after, after this, maybe. This and who can knows? Who store. knows what his plan is? Like I, I don't know yeah. what his, what his, you know, three to five year plan is. I don't. Well, going to this next subject, maybe I think if Davidson called Florida to trade Debrinkat, maybe they would have threw a Spencer Knight the way that guy mm. was the way that guy was feeling. But I just, I just don't know if he's making the right moves. I, you know what, I really agreed with Kirby Doc. He needed a change. That's yeah. fine. You got to pick. That was a good move. Brandon Hagel, yeah, he he's a third line guy, maybe on a good team. He brought us two first-round picks and two NHL players, right. two ready NHL players. That was a great trade. That that really made me feel like really good about this guy. Okay, this guy might know what he's doing. And then, you know, the Debrinkat trade. It's like, whoa, were you just trying to make a splash at the draft just to make a splash? It it, it didn't work. It right. was it was very bad. So yeah, I like the Max Domi signing and the Anthony Anthony to see you whatever Anastasio. I think that's I think how you say. They, I think that's how you say it. And I think they say it differently when I was playing uh, NHL what twenty a couple of years ago or whatever. Uh, Anthony to see you or whatever. Who knows? Okay. He, I liked him. He was good a couple of years ago. Fast. Yeah. I like those moves. Cheap. Like hey, you know maybe these guys can put up some decent numbers with Kaner, and they'll be hot commodities at the dr- trade deadline. You get like a second round pick. Maybe well, nobody's Somebody gonna hit Kaner with Max Domi around. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think Max Domi can score 30 goals with I know. Kane. And maybe Max 50. Domi's like, you know what? I like it here. I, yeah. I kind of want to stay. And you know what? I, I like Max Domi's game when he was uh, Phoenix Coyote. I, I thought I loved it. He was sandpaper. He could score. He can hit. He You know, do whatever. Then he started moving around yeah. a little bit and kind of... Pretty Ian, douchey for a, for a pre- bit there. Pretty douchey against uh, the Hawks a couple seasons. I, I think he was going after Debrinkat. He was going after like rookies and stuff. I'm like, come yeah. on, dude. I think we did a podcast about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, dude, Debrinkat's not going to back down from you, dude. Oh, Debrinkat fought that kid from uh, Seattle this year, uh, Yanni Gord, the yeah. guy they picked up from Tampa. And he was like, three he was years laughing at him, and then the cat turned into a tiger. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> So, yeah, I know. Like, it was funny. It was oh. on uh it was on Twitter. Yeah. People are like, why are you really laughing at somebody's kicking your ass? He's like, How the heck did he do that? I thought he could only score goals, but he, he ended up good some good swings in yeah, there. I he loved did. it. He did. So I got one for you, man. Yo. What we need to talk about. The Matthew Kachuk trade with Florida with uh Florida. Uh, Matthew Kachuk to Florida in return. Wow. Calgary gets Jonathan Huberto. Um Right afterwards, Kachuk signed an eight-year extension for uh, seventy-two million. So that's nine million a year for Kachuk. I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I think it's a little high. Uh, I think it's a little uh, high because he was playing with 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 uh, Johnny Gujo. Okay, yeah. and yeah. I don't think that he's going to be putting up that kind of production next year. Hundred points this past year. W- was it a hundred points or a hundred and fourteen? 
No, 115 for Huberto, and I think it was 105 for Kachuk. Okay. I want to say still a great, very impressive season for him. Very yeah, impressive. I don't think I don't think he's scoring that this year. Uh, I don't think he's going to score 40. Do I you think, think that's what they got him for though? Like they weren't picking him up to be a hundred point scorer. You know what? Getting a little I, sandpaper and with a scoring touch. I think that they needed a change in the playoffs. They were getting rocked by Tampa. Right. Huberto, one of the best wingers in their team history. I, I you know, I think I would have kept him. Yeah. And just because of the chemistry with Barkov and then kind of move some other pieces around. But uh, I guess the GM, I think his name's Zito, um, he wanted a change, man. He, and he had uh, Huberto for one more year. And he's, I think he's four years older than Kachuk. And he, you know what, he made a deal and he, he believed in it. And he's, you know, he's standing by it and he's very happy with it. Probably because uh, in a, if he scores another 100 point season, He's looking at at least it's like a twelve million dollar contract right there, twelve million dollar per uh, for I, Huberto. I think, I think they got him for a decent price. I, I, you know, I figured he was gonna want all that money because, you know, that's what the Kachucks do. They demand, you know, the highest amount of money. Um, I just don't. Uh, at first, I was like, wow, Calgary, like they. They knocked it out of the park with the steal. They got Huberto, got Weaver, a first round pick. They just seems like they annihilated it. But then when you look at all the numbers, the numbers are close. But like you said, Kachuk is not playing with Johnny Hockey anymore. He's going to be playing with Barkoff, who's a very good player, but he's not Huberto. Huberto is more of the playmaker on that team. And I think that Kachuk, his goals will go down. Maybe I say he's going to be close to 30 but i think he's going to be setting up barkoff more you think so i think so yeah i think johnny hockey you know what johnny hockey's a playmaker too but he put in 40 goals this year which right. is very impressive but it is kind of changing subjects a little bit i think johnny hockey and patrick line are going to light it up more than barkoff and um kachuk will this season i, I i'd have to agree with you um if if they can get that chemistry i would think that they can um, you ha- you have to see, you know where Line A is. You know he things could be a little rocky at the beginning of the season, then he kind of yeah. checks out because he does that. Well, I listened to his presser today. I was pretty much working in my truck all day, but he when he found out that Johnny Hockey signed with the Blue Jackets, he he thought it was a fake account on Twitter. He said he said I thought people were just making stuff up, like you know they put a picture of him signing, and he he's like he couldn't believe it, but then. He started getting all these text messages from teammates. Like, yeah, we just landed Johnny Hockey. And he goes, my hands were shaking. He goes, I called my agent. I said, let's get this deal done right away. And you know what? They got it done within, what, a week, week and a half after free agency. So I think he's excited. He's never played with a guy with this, like, Skill. elite playmaking talent. Yeah. Right. And he could put the puck in the net, no doubt about it. Yeah, definitely. Now yeah. he's got a guy who's going to give him more space, more more pucks. He and, just needs to shoot because that's what he does best. That's that's what he does. He can go coast to coast on you, and you know what? They're going to surround him now. Johnny Hockey was the biggest free agent signing in Blue Jackets history. They have never been able to pull off a guy like that. So, you know what? That team's buzzing now. I mean, the fans are buzzing, and you know they got some good goaltending, some you know good defense. Zach Wierenski. That team's going to be dangerous with Johnny Hockey for the next five years. 
But I, Patrick I Line, I think I think those two are going to light it up more than Barkov and Kachuk will for sure. You know, I, I honestly I think Barkov is more of, of a Taves type player. Yeah, and, like a sulky. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know I don't know what Kachuk is. He's more like a power forward, but it's like sometimes he's like a scoring power forward, and then other times. <laughs> He you know, disappeared. Yeah. He disappeared in the second round, man. We we talked about game one, and he was the the headline of the game. This yeah. guy's scoring, he's fighting, he's starting trouble, and it stopped. It just stopped. Yeah, he kind of disappeared. I wonder, do you think there was an injury? No, I think that uh, Edmonton was disciplined and didn't fall for the bullshit. But, you know, you got to go, you got to go over the edge. You got to get in that McDavid's head. You got to get in their heads. So maybe... Florida wants him to be that guy to put him over Tampa Bay because Tampa's still a favorite. So maybe there he's already chirping on his. Uh, I, he was saying he hates Tampa. He can't <laughs> wait to face Tampa. I mean, it's good. It's good for the Battle of Florida. Like you know, playoff. You know they're going to run into the playoffs again. They're both two good teams still. Dude, in all so, honesty, I mean, it's is, the goaltending for me. Is there like really a thing there because? You know, yeah, yeah, there is. The only reason I, I ask is because um, they got they got swept this year, you know. And as much as we'd like to say it's like, yeah, you know, Florida's great against every other team except, you know, the one Tampa. team that it really matters. Yeah, and they're shit. They share a state together. They share a state, you <laughs> yeah. know, and and they're this was supposed to be their year, and they got swept by uh, by Tampa. I don't think that there's really a. You know, it's I think Tampa a, just rolls them over, and that's it. Maybe it's, to it's just a beatdown to Florida. Yeah. They're thinking like, yeah, you know, like this is like our rival. But like Tampa's like, you're not our rival. We beat yeah. the shit out of you all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, you're this, right. It's it's not a rival to them because right. they win. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like the Hawks fans that used to. Oh, Detroit's our biggest rival, and I'm you know, like, no. yeah. <laughs> and when you get beat when you get beat down like eight games, yeah, at, like eight no. Like for the seven eight years, it's not it's not a rival. It's just a freaking slaughterhouse. Yeah. And then we start, you know, we started building a little bit. We we'd still even when we had Kane and Davis, they would still, you know, they teach us lessons and stuff. So it took uh, 2013 for us to finally get over that hump with yeah. Seabrook burying them. But yeah, yeah that's how it kind of is with Tampa and Florida. 2009, man, when we. Uh... Yeah, when we lost in the, the Western Conference Finals. I was like, hey, yeah. this is the way it goes, you know. I think that would have been a lot different if Hobby Bullen didn't get hurt and Marty Havlat didn't get Cronwald. I think it would have been a lot different, maybe game seven, but I still think the wings would have came out on top. Yeah. That was a good series, though. It was. It was entertaining. I thought Cristobal Huey came in game five. He was really good. He had a rough season before that, and uh, he he played the game of his life, and that was his last game as a Blackhawk, I think. Wow. Oh, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. He ended up sharing the net with Niemi. That was his last playoff game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was just thinking about Kachuk. You know, Brady got his his deal last year. Practically yeah, the same amount of money. And Matthew got his his this year. So um, yeah. I'm wondering, man. make money. Yeah, th- they, yeah love- they do. You know, obviously Ottawa's in a much better spot now than they were before, and I'm I'm, just, I'm still trying to figure out if Florida got better from that he, trade. He, he picked his team. He says, you know what? I liked Florida. I liked the lifestyle. I liked wearing sandals all year round, and 
you know, it's different. You know, there's not going to be fans buzzing for you, you know, like Calgary's just, they, they sell out. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're gods in that city. Yeah. And now you're, you're going to go to the beach and some people might be like, look at this dude, you know, like they're not going to even know who you are, but some guys, they don't care. Right. So I, he, he chose it. He, he helped. I do respect that. He said, I, I want to be traded, but I want to help the return back for me. And I, I really, re- he, he talked about that. He said he did not want to screw over the Flames. He wanted them to have a great return. How often do you see a player that was up for MVP last season, 115 points get traded for another guy who put 150 or 100 points plus up? It's, it's rare, man. It's a, it's a blockbuster trade. We haven't seen one of those in a while. It makes you wonder, man, what the hell? Being a Calgary fan, I'd be like, what the fuck? We lost Johnny Hockey and Matthew Kachuk, and we made the playoffs this year. And, you know, it's like Dave, they were playing highs. really well. Yeah, yeah they were playing yeah. really well. I mean, they just needed one thing. They just happened to go up against Edmonton at the wrong time is what they, happened. They won the Pacific Division. Right. No one picked them. I picked Vegas. Right. And, yeah. you know, this happens, and now, like, look at where they are. That sucks. As a fan, I'd be like, "How does this? How does this happen?" That's heartbreaking, man. That that it is. I, but I think it's it's not as bad as Johnny Hockey gone. Okay. I mean, at least you got somebody good in return Go for a year. For a year, at least. So right now, I think this trade it's win win for both sides. And then next year, Huberto wants to test free agency. He said he has expressed interest in resigning with Calgary, but you know what? They have to say that <laughs> they just got traded there. You don't want to get on their bad, the bad side of the fans and the management. Like he's just being a pro. Yeah, I'd, I'd be open to signing here, but you know, he could say, I want to test free agency like Johnny hockey did. I just think Johnny hockey should have been a little more truthful and say, Hey, I don't really plan on resigning. You might want to deal with me at the deadline. That's just me. It's kind of like a John, John, uh, what's his name? Tavares. Yeah. Kind of move. Like, yeah, you don't lead the Islanders on to the last second when they could have moved you. They weren't going to win the Stanley Cup that year. They could have got a first round pick and at least replaced with maybe a prospect. But that's something I I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, Johnny Hockey, I guess he was, they they say he was fair to the end, but I kind of like the last. 10 hours before free agencies, he said, yeah, I'm, I'm done. And how, how can you set up a trade that fast? I mean, no right. one's going to take that. You're not going to overpay when you can wait an extra 10 hours and talk to him for free. Right. So I, I, I do respect Kachuk doing that, though. He he brought back a good return for that team. A first-rounder, Weaver's a good defenseman, and Huberto, an MVP finalist, I believe. How do you—what so, what kind of contract are you seeing Huberto getting? I'm saying between 10.5 and 11. Well— he he's gonna be thirty, right? Right. So it's tough, man. You, I don't think I'd sign him to anything longer than a five year deal. Yeah, I'm thinking five years at maybe eleven million, ten or eleven million. I don't even think he's gonna get that much. I think he's gonna get close to Kachuk money, maybe maybe ten max. Okay. But somebody desperate, like somebody who has cap space and going for it, might pay. Okay, it, I'll like, say I could see Detroit doing it. Quite yeah, honestly, I'll say ten point five. That'll be my number. Max. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he'll end up getting Kachuk money. Okay. Just because well, of the uh, the age, that's why. Well, next time that when that rolls around next year, hopefully we remember this. And I think he will be traded at the deadline. At, I really believe that from Calgary. By, yes. 
Wow. To I where? I just think, uh, it's, I think the highest bidder, probably somebody going for it, or it could be somebody who wants to talk to him for resigning sooner. You know, I could see Stevie wide pulling that deal because his team is close. He needs a game breaker. He needs like a Hosa type player. That I think free he needs a younger Hosa though. Well, how old was Hosa when he came here? Was he 31? No, I think he, I thought he was like 29 he, or 30. I don't think he was, I don't think he was in his twenties, but I, I think, I could see a guy, though that team that's right there, ready to make that next jump, going for it. Even the LA Kings, I could see doing it. Interesting. I hope. I hope it's East, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go get away from the West. Yeah. Sorry, man. You got anything else for today? No, we kind of jumped into it a little bit. Patrick Line, you know, he signed a, I think, a thirty-two million dollar deal uh, for four years, around eight something. But uh, I I really love that signing. I think uh, Yarmo Kekalainen, the GM of uh, the Jackets, w- was pretty surprised that he was able to land him. And you know what? It made it a lot easier to get Patrick Line back because he gave up a lot for Line, and now he's he wants him to stick around for four years. So you figure that's about four hundred, close to four hundred games he's got him for. Him and Johnny Hockey together, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be scary. I never thought I'd ever say something. I'd hear something like that come out of you about the Blue Jackets. <laughs> well, they're not in our division anymore, right. so it's not like it's uh, like I'm not going to ever credit, you know, like Nashville. I mean, <laughs> they got a good, I think they have a good player, you know. Right. Uh, Saros, that's about it. But uh, I'm not a big fan of that, that franchise at all. St. Louis, I love the way they play, but I'm never going to cheer for them ever. Yeah. I <laughs> Just agree. stuff like that. Colorado, no thank you. I'd rather cheer for Detroit, quite honestly. Isn't that brutal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, after That's watching the 30 for 30, I'd rather, I'm cheering for Detroit all yeah. day. Fuck Claude Did, Lemieux. How about that story about Brendan Shanahan where he said that, you know, Scotty Bowman, what he would do is when the, back in the day when the Red Wings were on the road, Shanahan, um, Brendan Shanahan said that um, Scotty Bowman would leave a, a stick at the front desk. And whenever it was past a certain time, he would have the person working the front desk have the players who came in late sign the stick so that when he got up in the morning, he would see whoever signed that stick were guys that were at, out past curfew. So yeah. I've, I had a coach just like that on tournaments. So Brendan <laughs> Shanahan thing. said that whenever he would come in and it was time time for him to sign the stick. He would always sign Darren McCarty's name. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah. That's so funny, man. That's so funny. I I would have signed Stevie. Why? What are you going to bench me? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We we had a coach. Yeah, exactly. We we had a coach on tournaments. We we'd go like once a month to a different state when I played and, he would uh, give us a 9.30 curfew on Fridays and Saturdays. Obviously, Sundays we weren't out because we were usually home by then. But he would put marbles by the door. So, like, if the, usually the dads would all hang out together, play cards, you know, like in the lobby or pool area. And he'd want the guys to go in bed and rest up for the game. But he would put marbles out in the hallway. So and <laughs> once you open the door, the marbles fling all over the place. And he, he would hear it. Right. And he'd be like, okay, Matt, you are sitting today's game. 
uh, you're starting to the other goalie, but the, oh, both of my goalies are out. Oh, okay. So <laughs> me and the other goalie were like, what the hell is he going to do now? You know? Yeah. So he put us, he would, he would rotate us every, every uh, 10 minutes in the game to keep us sharp and like more nervous. We're like, just to punish us. We were like, what? So 10 minute marker, we'd switch, we'd be cold. And he only heard his own team doing this, but we stopped doing it because we just didn't like the feeling of sitting, going back, sitting, going back. But some <laughs> coaches are crazy. I think Mike Keenan was a weirdo too. Yeah. I think Belfour wrote something in his, or I'm sorry, uh, Ronick wrote something in his book saying Keenan used to just stand outside JR's door and, you know, he'd, he'd put his finger on the, the peephole. You know, so Ronick couldn't look out and see if he was out there. Yeah. Sure enough, Ronick would peek up and Keenan would be right there. Where are you going, kid? Ronick, oh, I just heard something out here and slammed the door. And he, Ronick said that, motherfucker, I can never get out and, <laughs> you know, go go to the bars out in the, the opposing <laughs> the opposing cities and stuff. So right. there, there's some weird coaches out there, man. Well, Ronick was, uh, he was a talent to behold at the time, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember, uh, I think he was in Edmonton. and. He said that he was able to escape Keenan's watch, and Keenan found out he wasn't there. And uh, I, I they didn't have phones at the time, so he just—I guess—he heard something like Keenan was on the warpath looking for him, and Ronick had to climb up the balcony to get in. And he said he slept outside in Edmonton, so. Oh I don't know gosh. how that. And then he must have snuck through the lobby or something, but just crazy stuff, man. Keenan was a scary little dude, man. Yeah, he was. Little Napoleon. Yeah, he was. He was. All right, cool. All right, everybody. That's all that we got for you tonight. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.